Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. designed to help you fall asleep. On SnoozeCast, we read excerpts from public domain works and, occasionally, original stories. Listen to us on snoozecast.com, like our Facebook page, and follow us on Instagram. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts, and also share it with a friend. This episode is brought to you by... Adirondack Chairs on the Porch. Tonight, we'll be reading This Side of Paradise, the 1920 debut novel from F. Scott Fitzgerald, who later wrote The Great Gatsby. The book examines the lives and morality of post-World War I youth. The novel famously helped F. Scott Fitzgerald gain Zelda Sayer's hand in marriage. Its publication was her condition of acceptance. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Book One, The Romantic Egotist. Chapter One, Amory son of Beatrice. Amory Blaine inherited from his mother every trait except the stray, inexpressible few that made him worthwhile. His father, an ineffectual, inarticulate man 
with a taste for Byron and a habit of drowsing over the Encyclopedia Britannica, grew wealthy at 30 through the death of two elder brothers, successful Chicago brokers. And in the first flush of feeling that the world was his, went to Bar Harbor and met Beatrice O'Hara. In consequence, Stephen Blaine handed down to posterity his height of just under six feet and his tendency to waver at crucial moments, these two abstractions appearing in his son, Amory. For many years, he hovered in the background of his family's life, an unassertive figure with a face half obliterated by lifeless, silky hair, continually occupied in taking care of his wife, continually harassed by the idea that he didn't and couldn't understand her. But Beatrice Blaine, there was a woman. Early pictures taken on her father's estate at Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, or in Rome at the Sacred Heart Convent, an educational extravagance that her youth was only for the daughters of the exceptionally wealthy, showed the exquisite delicacy of her features, the consummate art and simplicity of her clothes, a brilliant education she had, her youth past in Renaissance glory. She was versed in the latest gossip of the older Roman families, known by name as a fabulously wealthy American girl to Cardinal Vittori and Queen Margarita, and more subtle celebrities that one must have had some culture even to heard of. She learned in England to prefer whiskey and soda to wine, and her small talk was broadened in two senses during a winter in Vienna. All in all, Beatrice O'Hara absorbed the sort of education that will be quite impossible ever again. A tutelage measured by the number of things and people one could be contemptuous of and charming about, a culture rich in all arts and traditions, barren of all ideas, in the last of those days when the great gardener clipped the inferior roses to produce one perfect bud. In her less important moments, she returned to America, met Stephen Blaine and married him, this almost entirely because she was a little bit weary, a little bit sad. Her only child was carried through a tiresome season and brought into the world on a spring day in 96. When Amory was five, he was already a delightful companion for her. He was an auburn-haired boy with great handsome eyes, which he would grow up to...